Welcome to the Backpacking and Blisters podcast. My name is Carl Mandrioli, and today we have a special episode going over a trip I took recently, and I brought on a guest host, Rob Burgoyne. How's it going, man? Pretty good, my man. How about you? It's going excellent. So Rob was on this backpacking trip we took in Lost Creek Wilderness in Colorado. Oh, it was like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I would describe it as just a crazy trip that had a lot of new folks, a lot of newbies, and it was kind of put on by, there's like one experienced guy, but mostly newbies. Is that? Yeah, that's a pretty good assumption. Like it just, it it felt new. It smelled new. Like Smell, yeah. Had, yeah, the, yeah. had the new trip smell. That's yeah, right. That's exactly. right. <laughs> so, okay. So real quick, what's your backpacking experience? Was this your first trip? Had you gone um, before? No, I've been backpacking, but I've only been like two day backpacking. Right. So like, like overnighters. Yeah. Like overnighters, like okay. nothing like this, right? Like not 30 plus miles, you know, right. you know, for, you know, uphill, downhill, uphill. Like I, I went in the redwoods of California. Like, yeah, it's, you know, there's terrain, but it wasn't, okay. it wasn't as strenuous as this. And, and it was much more, or, this was much more organized. I feel okay. like. All right. So this is like your first kind of big trip. Big trip. That, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. All right. Uh, yeah. For this kind of trip. Like I mentioned before, a lot of crazy things happen. That's what I wanted to bring on to discuss this. So we're going to get to that. So a little about Rob. So I'm just going to, I'm giving you what I know of you. Correct me if I'm wrong. So you, you got a lot going on. You are a, a beekeeper, uh-huh. a volunteer firefighter. Mm-hmm. You work in the tech industry. Yep. You are a former Marine. Yep. Yeah, what else I miss? I play hockey. Okay. Uh, I CrossFit and I do jujitsu. That's right. Cross, but not just CrossFit. Like you're legit. Yeah, I, CrossFit. I used to. Like I, yeah. now I'm just like mm, average. Okay. I just do it for exercise now. Hey, there's no average CrossFitters. Let's be honest here. Oh yeah. Well, that's how you know they're a CrossFitter. They just talk about it all the time. <laughs> okay, so you got a lot going on, and now are you a backpacker? I am. So my okay. wife is like, Hey, I need to, of course she's like, I need to get hiking boots and I need to get a backpack and I need to do this. And I'm like, I joined another group on the Facebook, okay. uh, where it's adventures, dad's adventures with their toddlers. Okay. So I've been like scoping those out and trying to plan out trips to take my kids on, you know, I have a one and a half year old and I have a three month old, three month old. He ain't going nowhere, right. but the one and a half year old, I'm going to take her on a trip either later this year or the beginning of next year. I'm super pumped about that. You're taking Taking a one and a half year old. She'll be two trip. by then. Probably. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Like, yeah. One and a half to two, dude. I mean, she basically can drive. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, yeah. I took my son. He's one and a half and we got, and we got to camp. It was great. Yeah. And I was like, now what do we do? He's climbing around on sharp sticks. That's, so. that's the thing, right? Like right. I, I put, I put it on this group. I was like, Hey, I live in Colorado. You know, I want to take my kids, you know, camping, hiking, all that stuff. Like where's the places to go? Right. And I checked back 24 hours later and I had like 78 replies oh my and I was like, this is good. Right. Yeah. Like at least I can do, I have somewhere to build, uh, you know, uh, build a platform to go, okay, here's where I kind of want to start at and flow from instead okay. of just guessing, right. you know, cause I did that this weekend or last weekend and it did not work out. Right. I did not know you had to have reservations for Rocky mountain national park. Right. right. Yes. So that's a new thing. Didn't know. Okay. Family loaded up. We went all the way out there. It's a top five most crowded national park in the U.S. That's insane. Yeah. And Why? there's no place to park in the park half the time. 
And yeah, I mean, there, I think what you're thinking of is, so our trip to Lost Creek Wilderness, there wasn't, there's permits required, but you sign up at the trailhead. Yeah. So. Yeah. You don't like. <laughs> so you're, you're in the, you're in the learning mode, I guess, for all this stuff. There's a yeah. lot going on. There's a lot to learn for sure. Sounds like you joined. So what was the Facebook group you joined? Like dads with toddlers who want to go backpacking? It's uh dad's with toddlers who want to adventure. Gotcha. So it's like people post on there about kayaking, taking yeah. their kids. I want, I'm trying to look for a kayak right now, okay. um, but they're very expensive. Apparently I didn't know plastic was that expensive, but they are <laughs> large, piece of, yeah, large piece of plastic, <laughs> right. but your Coke bottles put together <laughs> <Right>. is like $4,000. <laughs> it's just confusing to me. You for, know? Sure, for sure. All right. Well, I'm glad that's cool that you're this is trip. I don't know if it's from this trip or just from your experience in the past, but it's inspired you to want to get out there more and bring the kids, which is great. So, okay. So let's, talk about the trip i was okay i'll just tell you from my perspective so i'm typically the, tri the trip planner i'm in charge i've got to do all sorts of stuff and so I, for them for me this is like a luxury i don't have to, i can just kind of show up and go so i for myself i had two goals i don't want to just you know be a consumer i wanted to be a contributor and so my my first goal was to be encouraging and conversation with everybody i wanted to make sure people yeah. felt welcomed people felt comfortable you know, newer people uh, felt encouraged. They can do it. They can hike up the hills. They can get over the mountain pass, whatever, right? So that was my first goal. But my second goal, I did not want to carry other people's weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl, I thought yeah. about that every day. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so you weren't here. You kind of joined as we were going through the evolution of training for and prepping for the trip, right. but you weren't at the original meeting, were you? I was at the original meeting. Oh, you were? They, I don't remember. They talked about it. I, yeah, you're trying to say that I wasn't aware that, they, that that was a thing, right? No, no, no. I was going to mention the... So I have an empathic ability to feel the room, right? <laughs> okay. So I, it's, it, it's, a, it's a curse. Okay. People say it's like, uh, you know, it's a... It's a superpower, but it's not. Okay. Um, my daughter has it. I already know. I can see it in her face. But uh, when we were in that room and they said, we're not going to tell you where we're going. We're not going to tell you the elevation. I could feel the panic in the room. What? And I looked over at a guy sitting next to me and he started sweating. Okay. Like you could see the worry on his face. Right. So this was a trip that I'm a huge fan of because I don't want to know where we're going. Oh, I don't want to be prepared. You tell me what to bring. I'll show up and do my thing. But if you tell me, Hey, we're going to do four days. We're going to do, you know, six miles a day or whatever. It's it. I'm going to set myself up for failure. I feel mm. like mentally I'm going to over prepare. I'm going to pack too much. Right. I'm not going to stick to the list. So there were, there seemed to be a lot of that on, okay. on the trip of like, Oh no, what if I need this? So you're mentally thriving with the structure. So let's talk about the structure. So you already mentioned, so they don't tell you where we're going. They yeah. don't tell you how many miles. They don't tell you elevation gain, but it was more than that because once we arrived, so you could kind of see, you know, we know which wilderness area we're in now, but now we're starting to physically hike. We don't know still how many miles we're going that day. We don't know where camp is. I don't think they knew half the time either. And so there was a point, honestly, where we took an extended break within about a quarter mile of camp. So we're thinking, yeah. we're, t we're resting up. Maybe there's you know, more miles ahead, a climb, whatever. And we're literally around the corner from camp. Yeah. So we, ne I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it was the reason why they did that. This is what they said. They said, we want you to focus on other things. It was a church trip. Mm -hmm. We want you to focus on, you know, they have like some Bible messages while we're on the trail. We don't want you to worry about the miles and the difficulty. Like we'll get past that. We'll work together to get past that. We just want you to think about the message we've got. It was kind of like a men's retreat on the trail, right? Yes, okay. exactly. And it helped you. I felt like it really helped free you. 
Okay. Right. Like I was, I was the unofficial, you know, distance keeper. Right. Because <laughs> I was just tracking it. Cause right. I thought it would be cool. Right. I got a little Strava app. I was right. like, Oh cool. It'll track all that. Right. Um, but I wasn't like, Oh, we're getting close to five miles. We're at 4.8 miles. We're probably going to stop. Right. Like it was just freeing in my mind. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I trusted that the guys planned out the trip properly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's some bumps and bruises. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of new backpackers that were part of yeah. the planning. What could possibly go wrong, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So you're, so I didn't realize this. this is interesting hearing your perspective. Now you're basically the target audience for what they're, they're after, but the whole rest of the group from what I gathered was not. Oh yeah, no, you could see it and right. you could see it. Everyone like when we were riding in the truck, so you and I rode in the truck and when we were we were getting close and you're like oh this is so and so and you were talking to the trail boss and you're like yeah this is this area and he was like yeah I, you guys were being real quiet and i was like oh no carl knows right i'm like how much does he know you know right. what i mean like is this going to ruin it for him right because he knows the route you know what i mean yeah. like obviously it, there's a ton of trails out there and you can go for uh, however long but like i appreciate the fact that like you kind of kept it to yourself. You know right. what I mean? It was annoying that they were like not telling us we're going to stop at this time or we're going to do this. Right. But like overall, I think that helped you focus on, you know, God, number one, like getting back to nature, laying a lot of stuff out there. Like I let us a lot of stuff from my heart go okay. while we we're on that trip. So that is really good to hear because from my perspective, I was thinking it was doing the opposite. I thought people were, because they didn't know they were obsessed. Like, how much farther do we have? How long is this <laughs> yeah, hill? Yeah. You know, can I make yeah. it? They're, they're questioning themselves. Whereas if, if you have these bite-sized chunks, you know, you've got to go X amount of miles. You're like, okay, well we're halfway. We're yeah. three quarters of the way. It worked for you, man. That's great. So like I said, I think you're the target audience for sure. But as you mentioned, so I had done this trip. We actually did a Patreon trip almost exactly a year before in the opposite direction. So I hadn't gone this direction, but I knew the trail very well. That being said, some of the, what they were describing, they're like, coming up, we got a big climb. And then after that, there's like a small climb. In my mind, I'm thinking, no, there's not. I, I, I was trying to piece together, so I wasn't yeah. even totally sure that I knew where we were going. So anyway, so that was the structure of the trip, all right? So it sounds like we have some differing opinions as far as how that was going. Uh, <laughs> I don't, okay. It, I'd say I say out of, what, how many guys did we have? Twelve Was it 12? Yeah, 12 guys. 12 guys. Yeah. I'd say maybe three or four, maybe three or four were like, oh, it's fine. Okay. Like you could, you could tell, you could tell from the rest of the group that they were not okay. Maybe there, I would say out of the 12, there's two or three guys that were internally raging mad. <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah. they were, yeah. and maybe not internally because they were expressing yeah. to me. They're like, they're like, why are we stopping again? What are we doing? Like, yeah. like well, I was frustrated yeah. multiple times with that. Um, right. and it's the pack thing, right? Right. I was in the Marine Corps. I've carried guys packs. It's yeah. not fun. No. I hate doing it. No. I've done 50 mile rucks. I right. don't enjoy it. It's not fun. It's boring. You got right. a 75 pound pack on your back. You sure. don't want to carry somebody else's pack or their rifle. Right. Um, you know that this is going to be draining right. and it frustrates you because you're like, you should have packed better. You should have trained more like right. all these things. So we'll get, to, we'll get to that in a second. So we had one of the, our stories is from that. So one thing you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I was really paying attention to like the rhythm of the trip. And that's where some of the guys I think got a little bit upset. Am I correct in saying at no point did we hike a full mile without stopping? No, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way we would stop, man. Like it, it got irritating. It got really irritating. Yeah, it frustrating. Like there was that one stretch on the, I think it was the, 
the next to the last day before we got to that waterfall camp where it was like, it was, uh, they were like, Hey, this is about a mile up, right? Like we're going up. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to (laughs) go. Like, and I passed the leader and he's like, you going? And I go, I'm going like, I'm not, I can't, Yeah. like, I can't just continue to, you know, toddler step my way up every two steps. We got to stop like that did. That was a drainer, Yeah. you know, and that drains you more than anything else for sure. A hundred percent. And it's also like, you get bored. You get, you, I'm not going to lie. I get really bored. I have ADHD, so I get really bored. And I'm like, I'm just going to have a snack. And then I'm like, I'm going to have another snack. And it's like, now, every time I stop, I'm eating. Right. And I'm like, I don't operate that way. So then halfway through it, through the hike, I'm like, I'm so tired right now right. because I'm just full of sugar, you right. know? That's so funny. So yeah, and it was, it was tough for the first day and a half or so. We, we had a couple spots where we hiked. I think it was about a hundred yards or two hundred yards, and then we'd take a five-minute stop. Yeah, and then we'd yeah. wait for the last people to catch up. They would catch up, and then once they caught up, we would wait another few minutes for them to catch their breath, hike two hundred more yards, and do the same thing. And it was very repetitive, and so we're just standing there with our packs, and sometimes in the sun. And so it was it was a challenging trip that way. So yeah, hundred percent. And I know I'm I'm kind of putting a negative tint on this, but really like. Having said all that, there were some fun stories and some crazy things that came out of that. So yeah, so yeah. that's the structure. That's what we. That's kind of what we signed up for. That was part of the deal. All right, so let's get to it. I have my list of crazy things that happened on the trip. You got your own. Yeah, I'm on? sure I got a few. Yeah, in there. Well, I, can, I told you to have a few. We talked about this. I know. <laughs> They're in my head. I just <laughs> okay. got to pull them out. All you right. know what I mean? You want me to go first then? Oh my gosh! No, you go first, and then it's going to inspire me. That's okay. how. That's right, how it'll so work. I'll go. I'll go first then. Let's let's go with the one that we're just kind of talking about. All right. So we, you and I, were kind of hiking next to each other. And we were both getting mm-hmm. visibly frustrated with the the pace of the trip. So you decided you were going to try to get this wagon train moving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. You got to pull from the front, man. Right. Uh, so do you remember? So do you remember how you started that? You remember what you said? No. Okay. What did I say? You just so we were yeah I don't know three or four guys back and you're just like oh. all right uh, yeah, we're yeah. ready let's go yeah. yeah I kept chopping my sticks together right because I was like if we don't get moving, I'm going to fall asleep. Like this right. is like, right. how long do we need to wait? That This is, this trip is, was meant to test you, right? It's not comfortable. You're not riding in your car. Right. So like, that was my thought behind it. Is like, Hey, let's go. Right. Let's move. Like <laughs> right. if we can cover an extra mile today, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, yes, I want to get home and see my family. Like yeah. I want to experience this, but I also want to be efficient right. while we're hiking out here. Right. So yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. I was like, Hey, how do I sort of take over this group and get them moving? Because right. they got their own pace and, right. and it, we, the train would constantly slow down. So you clicked your trekking poles together <laughs> and then and kind of then mad dog the leader like, yeah. hey, hey, we're, we're going to go right we're, now, right? We're going to go. Like, did, did that work? Uh, not the first six times. Uh, <laughs> I think it kind of wore on them after a while. And then I also think that I was better. I became better at like, identifying when the group was ready to go. So yeah. I, my timing was a little better where it was like, right. he was going to go in 15 seconds, but I clicked my sticks and he's like, ah, we'll just go now. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. You got to get someone's attention and go, okay, we're sitting here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I did not want to be the strong personality to be like, Hey, I think it's time to go. So I was happy that you did that. Actually, <laughs> Yeah. I was yeah. like, all right, somebody else is going to take charge of this. But really, if this were a trip where, where I was, you know, concerned about pace and that, and if, if, if things got serious, I would have been like, I would have pulled somebody aside and be like, Hey, we got to, you know, guys got to go at their own pace. We don't need to wait every single time. That's what I would have done differently. I'd actually never been on a trip where people hiked 
in that manner before. So to me, it was like surprising and shocking. Well, dude, it totally threw me off because I've never done a big, big backpacking trip like this before. I didn't know how it would go and how, how it's supposed to kind of flow. And while we were on the trails, you would see groups, but you wouldn't see groups, right? Like you would see, Hey, we're from a group of 15, but it would be two people. Oh, and then right. 20 minutes later, it'd be two more people. And you're right. like, and I started kind of piecing it together. I was like, oh, so everyone doesn't just flow like a train. Right. Like everyone kind of goes on their own pace and then right. you meet up, you know, at a certain destination. Uh, so that, that, that started weighing on me after like yeah. day two. So I was why, like, why didn't you just go and say, Hey, we saw this group and they kind of, you know, spread out, but they were all kind of, they're making their own way. Can we just copy them? Because I knew that wasn't the focus of the group. I knew that the focus was to keep everyone together so that we could continue to conversate. You could mix conversation. Like I tried to go up and down Mm. the group, right? Talk with everyone, sort of, you know, build that, you know, that bond. And, And I think that was the purpose of the trip, not... Hey, let's just all meet at this destination. You know yeah, and I, mean? I don't think you can, I mean, you can stop at junctions. You can say, we're going to stop in a mile. They, we, they had walkie-talkies, so you could say, hey, we've reached here. And then when they stopped, you could take your pack off, and then... Yeah, we had three walkie-talkies. Yeah, so Like, that, that was what I was confused about, right. too. I was like, well, we have so many walkie-talkies. No, we're on the same trail. Yeah. Like, no one's just going to be like, oh, I'm going to go right. this way. You know what right. I mean? Like There weren't a lot of junctions, yeah. No, 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 there right. wasn't. I mean, I, I did... You know, cross over the trail at one time and you snitch me out, but we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, oh yeah, that's another story. Yeah, park we'll rangers are... Well, let's get to that right now. This is your, your, your story. Okay, so what, what happened? So I, we were hiking, I think it was like day two or day three. Yep. And I saw, I mean, just a little cut through. Wasn't okay. it, it was maybe 10 yards. Yeah, you're talking about, you're cutting a switch back and it was way more than 10 yards, by the okay. way. Oh, it was, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't see the official out there with the right, tape. Right. So I just assumed it was about 10 yards. Next time I'll bring the tape. <laughs> <laughs> the markers, like yes. in the NFL. Yes, we'll do the chain gang. <laughs> the chain gang, exactly. <laughs> so I, you know, I saw a slope and I was like, I'm just going to take this. It's, it's a switchback. It's not that big of a deal. Well, I didn't know that you were such a snitch and yeah. you were going to snitch me out about it. Well, first of all, I announced that you made the error. Yes, you publicly, publicly, yeah. publicly to publicly, everyone. You didn't yeah. pull me to the side. No, no, you no, didn't. No, 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 no. no public shaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah for exactly. Sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And it was embarrassing, you know. <laughs> you don't get embarrassed. Uh, yeah, nah, it, wasn't embar- it wasn't embarrassing. I didn't care. Uh, I didn't care. I was like, who cares, man? We kind of, oh, no, the police are coming, you know? Like, no. Turns out the park rangers were there. Sort though. of. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. So I, yeah, I called you out. Because, well, okay, like full disclosure. So Rob and I didn't really, I think I'd met you, but we didn't really know each other yeah. before this trip. And so early on the trip, you know, you can already tell Rob's a pretty strong personality. He's, he's sharing stories. He's got some great things going on. He's, he's throwing nonsense out, right? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and people are just taking it. And I'm like, I don't know this guy. I'm not going to call this guy out on the nonsense. Yeah. That lasted for like five minutes. And then I started just giving it right back to you. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and then that worked out that you liked that. So exactly. So then I was like, okay, now I got to look for opportunities. And sure enough, you're providing them. You know, every <laughs> I, I so am plentiful, often, plentiful, plentiful with providing right. opportunities. And so you cut the trail. I'm going to point it out. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, you know, it's an icebreaker for the rest of the group, right? So exactly. All right. So then, okay. This comes to the second part of the story. So we're resting forever at the top of this pass, and yeah. there's like a ranger type guy that, yeah, like a ranger Rick situation. Like yeah. he's like hiking out there. He stops. Mm. 
you guys are talking to him. I don't want to talk to him because we had stopped in the sun, right. which was a horrible idea. After that one mile like trudge up there, yeah. we're in the sun. Um, you're talking to Ranger Rick over here. And then nonchalantly, you decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to throw my new friend under the bus for Ranger Rick. And you snitched me <laughs> out to Ranger Rick, who turns out to have zero power. Yeah. Um, he is well, a volunteer. That's why I, asked. I said... <laughs> First of all, his name was Ranger Mike. I called yeah. him Fake Ranger Mike because he wasn't really a ranger. He was like a volunteer park patroller or something. And so I asked him if he had the power to give tickets. And, <laughs> and if so, could he retroactively give you a yeah. ticket for tr for cutting the trail? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a ding on my record now. I can right. never return there. I think right. my picture's up, like out front where you sign up. It's like at the post office, right. you know? It's also on the Fake Ranger like Facebook site, right? <laughs> yeah, and he was like trying to recruit us, but... He was the worst recruiter for that job ever because he was like, yeah, you know, they just kind of send you out on your own right. and you have to clear trails and, you know, you just kind of hike when they tell you to hike. And I'm like, dude, this doesn't sound fun at all. Like, this just sounds like a job where you don't get paid. Right. Like, I don't know, Ranger Rick or Ranger Mike doesn't sound like a great idea. I mean, he was kind of standing near you. Do you feel like he was directing his recruitment towards you specifically? Oh, 100%. Okay. Like, he was looking at me and he was like, this dude definitely would be one yeah. of us. Yeah. And I was like, no. No, I don't, Ranger right. Mike. Like, you should take that over there to Carl. Right. Carl, definitely. Yeah. You, I mean, you clearly like to expose people. I do. You know Call what I mean? So, like, if you're, you could be the perfect partner. Just walk around <laughs> going, hey, put that fire out. Hey, don't, you, where's your bear right. bag? Like, right. you don't have a bear canister. Yeah, like, 100%. you, yeah. I will pre write tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just write, you know yeah. what? Just write your name on the just top. Fill the name <laughs> in. You probably did this earlier. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, no, you you threw a candy bar. You threw trash down. I know you threw trash down. You didn't yeah. bury your poop. Right. Like, right. Yeah. You got DNA evidence of your slobber. <laughs> You're just carrying a bag of poop around. Like, whose right. poop is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We have the resources to DNA test this poop. Oh Why? My gosh. Why would you do that Why right now? Why would you do that? <laughs> just to catch you yeah exactly right. yeah it's funny because yeah he was recruiting you so whatever i was saying to him he did not care about because no. he's like oh you cut the trail how about you come out and volunteer <laughs> yeah, right? yeah exactly you want to pay us back right you come out here and volunteer for That's six right. hours a week what right. no no thank you i'm not That's gonna drive right. two hours out here <laughs> to walk around in a clear brush right like, sorry buddy <laughs> That was a good one. Okay, let's talk about how um, how did not go so well for me in terms of trying to carry other people's stuff or trying to not do that. So I feel like I feel like this was just bound to happen. Like there was no way around this. And so it started off with we had to hike over a mountain pass and we had we hit a stream and that was supposed to be our last water source for the day. Yeah. Okay. So typically on a backpacking trip you're just going to stock up on water. You got your water. Mm -hmm. I got my water. Maybe I carried an extra container for myself in case I need a little extra for nighttime or in the morning before we hit a stream. We're good to go. That is not how they structured it. Their structure was, you got your water. We're all going to load up. And in addition, we're going to carry, what was it, four It was four gallons. War, four one gallons. Yeah, yeah. Four, gal four extra gallons of bags. For yeah. And can we get any volunteers to carry these? And so we're talking about guys that were, you know, they were already tired and we hadn't hit the hill yet. So I felt, I felt, I felt shamed into carrying one of these. You, you did. And I was like, cause I didn't know you that well. And, right. um, at the time, right. I'm not a volunteer, right? When I was, look at you spilling water yeah, all over yourself. I am, I am. When I was in the Marine Corps, if you, so if you're standing in a group and 
your staff NCO said, hey, I need a volunteer. Who knows how to drive a forklift? You get like 10, <laughs> 10 people raise their hands, even if they don't know how to. Right. And then they raise their hands and then right. he'd go, okay, we'll go clean the latrines out. <laughs> right? Like it's a common, I played it with my troops. Like it's right. just a common game, right? So I don't volunteer for things okay. unless I clearly know what yeah. the expectations are. Yeah. So you you poked up and we're like, yeah, I'll take it. And I was like, look at Carl. Yeah. Like, well, at that, that point, was we'd very already, honorable. We had like 20 rests getting to that yeah. point. So <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, let's just, yeah. whatever can keep people moving. Exactly. Yeah. And that, then, yeah. So that was, so that's eight pounds I carried over the past. Uh-huh. And that was just the start. So then I think it was uh, day two, beginning of day two, we hit a downhill section coming down from the pass. And then the rests kept on coming. We kept on taking breaks on the downhill. On the side. downhill. I yeah. totally don't understand that. Yeah. You're going down. Like I was leaning on my sticks about to fall over. I invented a new move. Um, for those <laughs> you know, new backpackers, if you have hiking sticks, you just go ahead and tuck them underneath your armpits and just kind of lean over. Gives you a little bit of rest, a little bit of weight off your back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing that, and I almost fell over several times because we were on the downhill. And I was like, why are we doing this? I like, think that's like the universal symbol of exhaustion is when you're just going to like your yeah, head but I did down. that. I did that every day. Yeah. So I, I know. Mean, I thought you were exhausted every day. I, I mean, no. Okay. I was just lazy. I, okay. I'd say laziness over anything. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, so on that section, actually, I don't know if you know this, but I pulled one of the leaders aside, the experienced one, and I said, if we got a guy who's struggling on the downhill section uh, and we're at the beginning of day two, I was like, there's a way out where I don't mind hiking out with this guy because I don't think he's going to make it. And his response is, I think he's going to make it. We just have to take a lot of his gear. <laughs> and so, so we already got some yeah, of it off his great. back. And then, you know, then there's the volunteer thing, right? So yeah. then I grab some of his stuff, his, his oversized, whatever he had, stool, chair, whatever. I don't know. I grabbed basically five pounds worth of stuff. I'm thinking I'm going to carry this. He'll recover. And then maybe we can kind of, you know, give it back to him. That didn't happen. Like that was with me for the rest of the trip. I, I am very close with this member. Right. And, <laughs> and I said, I am not going to carry his gear. I prepared. I talked to him about preparing. We all went through, they gave us lists. They gave us right. everything to bring. I minimized like after the first, so in case people didn't know, we did we did a pack way in. So we did a pack way in. What was it the day before or two? Days? It was like it was like four or five days before. Four days. Okay, right. Yeah. So four or five days before, and I was I think they said I was at like twenty pounds or something like that, right? right? right. Which I was happy with because there was no food in it. I was like, all right, okay. I went home that night and still went through my pack again. Okay. And I was like, I don't need this. I don't need this. That's I don't need this. plus, man. That's how you do it. Yeah. Your person, though, went through his pack and said, I need more of this. Right. I need this. Right. I need this. Like, added on things. But this is, why, this is why I think it's more on the leaders to do that pack weigh-in at the trailhead, not four days before. So I think they did that the year before. Okay. Because when I watched the video, they have a video of them um, st I think standing on a scale before they go out. So wait, wait with so them plus the like your yeah with their pack on. Okay. So I think I think they like wait them before with their pack without their pack and then put their pack on, and I think they wait them again. Wait, see so to weigh in with your body weight too. That's yeah. Not so you wants to do that? <laughs> I know people get weird about. It. I'm like, right. but yeah, no. I so I think you're 100 percent right. Like you have to tell people like, hey, this might not be easy. Please use extreme caution with the list. There were so right. many things on that list that I was like, I ain't going to need this. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to. Do I need a knife? Probably not because right. there's 11 other dudes on the trip. Right. 
Someone's yeah. got a knife. Yeah, just like the compass thing, right? They required a compass. <laughs> yeah, But yeah. then they don't give you a map. You don't know where you're going. I was like, do we need 11 compasses if we're not allowed to know where we're going? Exactly. We'll, yeah. we'll just all walk in circles. Or right. the, we'll just put the compasses next to each other, and then they'll just get all lost. Yeah. So that's, that's perfect. Right. Yeah. That's right. So I'll walk hand in hand with yeah. compasses. As a result, what you're saying is he started throwing extra things in. And so I kind of was like, hey, this this bag that you're giving me, this like you know stuff sack, weighs about <laughs> two pounds. What you got in here? Because <laughs> it didn't feel like backpacking stuff. No. Nope. Do you remember what we pulled out of that bag um was it the picture you took of all this stuff was it oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. scissors yeah full-size scissors full size like you're cutting things up at home cutting up paper for kids at home carabiners yeah this dude this dude has more like carabiners yeah he has more carabiners and bungees than right. i've ever met i've yeah. never seen on a person yeah so. So they had like like all sorts of weird straps rubber straps and it was just <laughs> every straps i hadn't even seen before he had the extra the oversized extra large obnoxious carabiner right that you can fit your fist through yes yeah. the, the big one right. like you're never gonna what are you you're gonna yeah. tow a truck with that right. you could tow a truck with that that's about it you know what i mean like <laughs> you can tow a truck. Yeah. that's awesome so I took a picture. I'll throw it on our uh, our Instagram and Facebook later on this week. But I called it the bag of weights, and so that's what I was carrying for fun for part of the time. And honestly, he had a good attitude about it. And I carrying the weight, pulling the weight off his backpack, got him through the trip. Yes, a hundred percent. I felt kind of bad because I was kind of like false alarming people with like, "Hey, maybe we should like you know exit this guy out." But no, he made it. It was awesome. So you have to have caution, right? You have to have that person who is experienced like you to provide that cautionary tale or storyline of like, hey, this could not go well. There is an exit available to maybe sort of wake the rest of the members up, right? The leadership members. Uh, I think that actually probably spawned a little bit of like, oh, well, we should probably just take some gear off of him. And he would have, if he had packed well, he would have made it without needing any extra help. But honestly, in future trips that I'm in charge of, if there's somebody struggling on day two as a result of their pack weight or and they just can't handle it, like I'm sending them back. Yeah. This is this is a trip where we're trying to get everybody through, but there's other ways to do it, right? So Yeah, yeah. And also it's like you have to learn. Like people have right. to see people have to see that so that they know they can't do that. Now, all that being said, you, this is somebody we're talking about that you're related to. Yeah. I did not realize that you refused to carry his Oh, weight. yeah. So had I known that, I probably would have thrown the bag away from that <laughs> I was going to throw that bag in the water. Yeah. Um, you might have chucked it off the trail. And but. he was my tent mate. Yeah, yeah. He was my tent mate. I, I didn't feel bad. Okay. He, he and I have a relationship of like, we're men. Like he expects me to be behave like a man. I expect him to behave like a man. So I I wasn't going to carry his gear and I didn't expect him to carry my gear. Bravo to you for carrying his gear because you got him through the trip. So you're saying you, okay, if it was a smaller group, you're refusing, I'm refusing. Nobody else wants to carry his gear. You're like, I guess we're pressing the red button. I guess we're going to hell evacuate out of here. It depends, right? It depends. Like I would probably sit him down and go through his pack and go, Hey, so what can we leave here? Let's put all emotion aside. How much do you love that carabiner? Did your wife give you that carabiner for your anniversary? Probably not. So right. let's leave that behind. Like I would, I would go through his pack and have him drop gear. You know, on the like, trail, like buried on it. the trail. Like we saw those clothes from that those hikers that got yeah. murdered. Like we saw them <laughs> on the trail. They were like folded up clothes, and I was like, right. these people obviously they got murdered, yeah. and they left the clothes here <laughs> while they were being murdered. So it's fine. It happens. Okay. We'll, we'll just bury it and we'll come back. Later, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. We'll yeah. never come back. Though. <laughs> yeah. I would feel bad. I would actually come back. I'm, I'm calling you up for cutting the trail. I'm not going to uh, leave junk on the dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, stuff. I guess you're right. Yeah. You know, metal breaks down in the environment, though, right? <laughs> From the ground. That's right. <laughs> it just, yeah. It's not me, in fact. Goes back into the earth. 
All right, you're up. What you got? Oh man, pooping in the woods. Um, okay. Public pooping. Yeah. So on the the <laughs> night, the last night, we hiked to a great spot. There's a little like small waterfall. There's a little area with fish and stuff. And I felt, you know, I got all. I find, <laughs> dude, this was literally the one out of the out of the three nights. This is the only night I slept on a flat spot. Ooh. Okay. The first night. I was at an angle and I was rolling towards my partner the whole time. So right. that was my night. Second night, I was on the reverse angle. So right. blood was just rushing to my head the whole time. Third night, I was like, I got there. I found a good spot. I asked you like, hey, is this a good spot? Like, is it flat? Right. You're like, yep, you're good to go. You asked me to brush my teeth again. I refused. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, guess what? Got to go poopies. So uh, I that, go. Is that what you said? You made that announcement to the group? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I go. Hey, uh, time out. I uh, got to go poopies, guys. Uh, and they're like, oh, Robbie's Rob's got to poop. And like everyone clapped. Right. Uh, like I'm potty training. So I go up kind of on the little ridge. And I'm like, I go off in the woods a little bit. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, dig my little hole here. I got that tool. Um, if you don't have one of those tools, just get one of those tools. Stop being cheap. Like, <laughs> Stop being cheap. Yeah. It's the, more of a weight issue than a cost issue. Most oh, time. my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I know, don't bring one. I, I dig holes other ways. Like an animal. Like with a rock, with, yeah. yeah I guess, yeah, you could do that, right? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. So I dig my little hole, and I, I go to squat, and I'm like, oh, man, this is nice. It's beautiful. You can hear the water running. And I'm like, no one's here. And I look over, and there's a dog just like, 15 feet away from me and i'm like this dog is clearly wearing a vest and his his owners are here and then right, right over the ridge yeah, come just come. two people yeah. so yeah. so i had to pull my pants up you know bury what i had left jam out of there real quick uh there's no you know, way like hide behind a tree or something no nah, <laughs> uh, yeah no i was just like i acted like I acted like I had just broken something in a grocery store okay. and it was glass. And I was just like, I'm just going to walk away. Like no one saw right. it. You just broke that in Walmart. And right. like, you're just like, ah, I'm going to walk away. Someone yeah. will clean it up. Like, yeah, I thought you just walk away. You'll be fine. And then I get down and I'm like, dude, I still got to poop. And then they come around the corner and I'm like, this yeah, the trail's is trails winding around. Yeah. It, yeah. it winds around. And I'm like, yeah. this is so embarrassing. Yeah. So, so did you just say like, Hey, can you guys hustle up? I got to poop right now. I was like, Hey, get. Get. You know, go on now, get out of here. <laughs> you want trouble? Right. You want to try? I got to poop. You want right. trouble? It's tough with the off-leash dog because the dog is drawing attention to your area, right? Exactly. And yeah. then I'm pooping in a hole. So I'm like, is he going to go up to the hole? Oh. You know what I mean? Like around. he starts digging around in right. that thing. That's right. gross, you right. know? So word to the wise, always know your surroundings when you're pooping in the woods. Yeah. You may think that you're safe and you're hidden yeah. away, but no, no, there's hikers. They're there's, everywhere. They're everywhere. They're well, everywhere. My, my strategy is to announce to the group. Like I was joking about that, <laughs> but we've had issues where it's people from our own group that will come up and investigate what you're doing. So I just say, hey, I'm going off in this direction. Wait, what do you mean? Like people walk up and go, hey, buddy, what's going on? So yeah, my, co my co-host Derek, I've already made fun of him from this a couple of times, but he's done this twice on two separate trips where I, like we were in a desert area, so there's not a lot of coverage. And I said, I'm going to go over here. Yeah. So... Do whatever you want. Just don't go over here. Yeah. And within five minutes, he's walking in that direction. Like it's like a magnet. My, yeah. It's like a, exactly. Like so. you drew him to it with a, maybe don't use that phrase yeah. then, because I mean you're really just you're inviting him more than anything. Like your <laughs> your proposition, like hey, I'm just gonna go over here by myself, nothing yeah. to see. Like you have Mars bars or over there yeah. or something like <laughs> like you bars. like I don't know Mars bars, Snickers <laughs> right. bars. No one right. eats Mars bars. Like you buried treasure six years ago, and you're yeah. like, I'm just gonna go over here, guys, right, and right. dig it up. Like right. so you're saying, so just kind of keep it more on the down low, and he's just less dis likely. Just to do disappear. That. 
Okay. No, don't disappear. <laughs> Carl no, Man, the desert, there's not a lot of options. There's yeah, like, dude. It's like yeah, exactly. one, you know, like half tree. Exactly. Right, so. And they were all trying to squat behind it. <laughs> not at the same time. <laughs> not at the same, not time. At the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple holes. There you go. That's disgusting. Okay. So I got, okay, I had a story. And this is probably my favorite story of the trip. And it's going to sound like we're really poking fun at somebody, but it actually has a happy ending. Okay, so it, it does. Do you know what I'm getting at here? Nah, this is this is the fanny pack story. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So I've already alluded to this in previous podcast episodes. Fanny packs are starting to become more and more popular with backpackers who just want to, you know, quick access to stuff. It's like you carry one, correct? Yeah. So I carried one because I watched a video on the YouTube's. I don't right. know if you guys have YouTube's, but. I, you know, I paid for the premium, so it's 15 bucks a month, um, but like, big time. yeah, big time. just commercials. Yeah, right. Ads, not today. Right. Um, I watched a bunch of YouTubes. Um, I got really into like, hey, I have time to study this, learn things. I need to take advantage of it before right. the trip. And there, it just kept popping up. Like, okay. and it wasn't just like hippies with long hair who don't wear shoes. It was like just average dudes who are like, yeah, I use a I use a fanny pack because yeah. it's easy, it's readily accessible. Like you can put your snacks in there, all that stuff. Right. Um, we had one guy on the trip who had a pouch. He was a horse, right. and he was just like kind of eating, yeah, yeah, like a trough right here on his chest, where right. he was just kind of eating from it. So I was like, oh, it's a good idea. My family member also brought one. You can elaborate on that. Okay, that's where that's where the story goes, right? So first of all, well done for researching before the trip. Just real quick, none of those channels you came up with had me on them, did they? They all had you. Okay. It was well, all I don't you. I think so. Nobody watched You were wearing, channel. at one point, you were wearing two fanny packs. That's Like, me. on top of each other. And I was like, I don't know, why wouldn't you just, like, and you're like, I don't even need a backpack. I have two fanny Double packs. Double fanny packs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you, if you knew the history of our podcast, my, my co-host, that's all, he, all, that's all he brought the first trip. He went on, it was just the fanny pack. Yeah. So, we have a history of fanny packs. Oh, my goodness. From this podcast. Yeah. Whoa. So... Anyway, so so what happened was we were, oh man, what was it? It was day two. We're coming into camp. It's raining outside. As the theory, I think this is our theory, is that as they were searching for a camp spot and we're kind of just sitting there taking it in the rain, uh, one of the guys might have taken off his fanny pack at that point. No. No. Okay. I found out what really happened. Okay. Well, let, let's hold off yeah, on that. I want to know that. But w- basically what ended up happening was the next morning, so we camp out the next morning, there's a guy, he's like, I don't know where my fanny pack is. So we, we looked for it. Like you looked for it. I looked yeah, for we, it. Yeah, and we were in a pretty open space. So right. it was like there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of room for air. Like right. it was a very clear area. Right. I, you know, there was, there was a bunch of trees, but there were small trees. Right. So like I had hung my stuff up on it. So I was like, maybe it's hanging on there. No, yeah. Nowhere to be seen though. Nowhere to be seen. Honestly, in my mind, I'm thinking it's in his pack. Like, yeah, same, same here. Yeah. I, that's immediately what I thought. I'm like, because I've always, you know, sometimes you stuff it into like the hydration sleeve. Uh-huh. That's the most common place people mis- misplace things. So I'm like, it's in his pack. We, I still looked and I, I did a relatively thorough check. Other people did too. We couldn't find it. So we said, look, what's in your fanny pack? Like, what are we missing here? He's like, I had some snacks. And I was like, okay, this is not an emergency. So that's what he said. So let's focus on that. Right. I just had some snacks. Right. That person we rode with, Carl, to get to this location. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, even if he loses it, it's we had another bucks. guy that we, that we that was like the snack shack guy who's constantly passing out snacks. We're yeah. going to have plenty of food, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we hike the full day. We get to camp. And I'm going to tell you my perspective, and you can tell me if this went down differently. He goes through his pack at, at camp night three. I go through his pack, too, to confirm. I didn't find it again. And I was like, yeah, I guess we lost it. He's, and then a couple minutes later, it comes out, yeah, I had some snacks in the fanny pack and the car keys. And his truck keys. Yeah. 
Yep. Is, is that how it was said? Yes. Okay. So, by the way, the, the truckies were in there too. Yeah. Like FYI. Yeah. Right. Like it was a secondary thing. Right. Like we drove here. We right. didn't use snacks to get here. So <laughs> the keys are more important than the snacks. Yeah, we don't care right? about the snacks or the fanny pack. Yeah. You probably should bring that or, up on day two when yeah. you lose it. Right. Like, so, so did he just, did he suddenly think of that or he was just not concerned about it? I don't know. Okay. To tell you the truth, like I, I, I think he maybe just forgot because there was one right. point where his key was on his backpack because I remember it. And then like, someone needed a carabiner for something because he's okay. got 30 of them. Right. So he took the carabiner off and I right. assumed that he put it in his pack because most backpacks have a, like a little key like situation. Yeah. Like a little clip right, situation. Right, most right. backpacks that you carry nowadays have them, right? Um, not not the case. So in my mind, I'm like, great. And I'm kind of chuckling because I, I enjoy... Uh, the insanity of things right. sometimes, so, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like, yeah. When things fall apart, I'm right. like, we're not going to die in the woods. Right. You know what I mean? But I was like, this is going to be a funny story yeah. because now we have to figure out exactly. we're four of us that rode in one truck. So yeah. are we going to all pack back? We use limited vehicles because right. we knew there wasn't a ton of parking. Is somebody riding in the back of the truck? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. So that's where my mind went. And I was like, whatever, man, Like, we'll yeah. figure it out. Nobody was panicking, and he certainly wasn't panicking. He was just kind of like hunky-dory, right? He's just like, oh, yeah, we'll sort this out. I think out. he was embarrassed, too, though. Oh, I think okay. he was embarrassed. He, I would be embarrassed, but he, he yeah. came across as not embarrassed to me. So That's what he does, though. Okay. I've known him a very long time, and like okay. that's what he does in those situations. Gotcha. We, like I said, too, like I like the insanity of the situation. Yes. I think it's interesting. I'm, I wasn't concerned about getting home. I'm like, we'll figure this out. And so here's why I think it was a, like a victory is because we had the Garmin devices. And so they were able to contact his wife, who was then able to drive to the trailhead yeah. to meet us there to bring an extra set of keys for the truck. And so she arrived like while we're still unpacking. It was amazing. Yeah, maybe maybe 10 minutes after we got there. She yeah. arrived, and she showed up with apples and bananas right. and like <laughs> right. juices. Like she yeah. was prepared for a soccer game. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. Like So that, I mean, that was one time where it was having those devices was pretty critical to yeah. working things out. Yeah. And I, I've talked to a few people about those. I got a buddy um, from our church that I was talking to the other day and uh, he said that he had just scouted out a trip okay. um, for, for elk hunting. And then he goes, I kind of worry sometimes that if something happens, I go, what do you mean? And he goes, I worry that if I get hurt or break my leg out there, you know, it's just me and my dog. And right. I go, you don't go with anyone. He goes, no. I said, okay, you don't have like a device, like a Garmin, any right. of those? And he's like, no. And I'm like, dude. So I like pull up my phone and I'm like, look at this. Yeah. I go, you pay a monthly subscription. I'm like, yeah. it's not cheap in the beginning. Like you got to purchase it. I said, but I would rather spend a couple hundred bucks and live. Like I thought it was super cool. The fact that you could tether it to your phone and like text through that. Like, I think that was a huge saver. So, yeah. and it allowed our families to be notified, yeah. which was nice, you know, like, my nice. wife was on the text group and she said that the texts were interesting by the other wives. <laughs> like one like lady, panicky, right? Yeah. One yeah. lady said they, they said that we had gotten there and we were starting the hike. And what was that? Like a Thursday? Was it Thursday? Yeah. 
And one of the wives responded with, what time are they going to be back on Sunday? Oh, my gosh. Like, oh dude, we just got we here. We just got there. And you're, and you're panicking? Yeah. Like, is yeah. the house on fire? No. You know, I had a conversation with my wife about that, too, because I was like, why are they? They're going above and beyond with this communication stuff. Calm down. And my wife is like, no. You yeah. don't understand. Some, some of the spouses are super panicky and she's like this happened on your trip one time and i was like what nobody's ever been this crazy and so she told me a story about a, a buddy i had who basically on his first trip his wife started like interrogating me about all the details and i just i wasn't paying attention to the tone of, of what she was saying yeah. so i was just like calm down like it'll be fine and she was really worried and i just didn't pick up on that and so yeah so now i learned i learned from that experience so it was good that they had that communication but on our last episode, I did. We talked about this this concept of the device, having to buy the device, then yeah. having to buy the subscription service. And I had predicted that within like I don't know what it was like three years, it'll just be built into your phone. Yeah. And today, we I just got notifications from a couple of folks that I guess the iPhone 14 has the GPS enabled like SOS button. Oh yeah. And you can do preset SMS texting. You can't do like basic texting where you just say like i'm fine but if you preset the messages yeah. you can do that and so it's already out so having these extra things i think they're going to be yeah dude not, uh, they're trying to put garmin out of business i think it's going to be a battle of the apps so i think yeah. whoever has the best app on your phone that enables the gps will will win basically you're you're 100 right with that like yeah and then i mean i feel bad i mean garmin came back like they disappeared for years and then they right, came back right. and like they're bigger now right and it's like but, iphone apple's like no but they're watches and then they're those i think they make more money in the watches and then yeah, yeah their watches are killer like yeah, i have a garmin i love yeah, that thing that's like, their thing so i don't know if they're gonna be in the app battle or there's other companies zolio i don't know they only do those devices and so if they like they're pretty narrow with their business model so i'm i don't know if they're going to survive Wait, they have a really good app and garmin has already extended too far with apps like i went yeah. on the the app store to like download some it's like wonder what apps garmin has they have like right. seven apps right. for different things and i'm like dude no just do one yeah just do one for everything like you got to know your group your yeah. strava it just you did just do anything right yeah, yeah strava does a lot of things on one app exactly sure. yeah. you want to run you want to bike right. you want to swim it's got oh, all that yeah i'm with you you're yeah we're on the same side last one Last one I got here is, I think this is a story that you thought was funny, was we're all hanging out night one, we're getting to know each other, and we're just, you know, around the campfire, and suddenly people just start splitting and diving into their tent, and so I, was, I just looked around, and I said, you know what, I don't think... I don't think people brush their teeth before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you became the teeth police. Yeah, like, I yeah, did, I did. And so the next morning, I said, "I said, Rob, I'm gonna bet you didn't brush your teeth." And this is what you said. This is oh, you're like, yeah, I didn't brush my teeth, but I'm usually really good at brushing my teeth. And I've got really like, I've only had one cavity in my life. And and then you started telling a story about how something like your wife doesn't do a good job brushing your teeth. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna like like wants you to share your saliva or yeah. your toothbrush saliva so, with her. It's a two parter, right? So with my wife, I like to mess with my wife a lot um i love her to death she's an amazing woman she's the best person i've ever met but she doesn't brush her teeth no she brushes her teeth all the time that's okay. the thing so she brushes her teeth like two or three times a day okay and she uses a water pick every time she goes to the dentist she has cavities okay every dude with our with our <laughs> like frustrating when you're pregnant usually yeah. like you have more cavities she had like six cavities one time okay like and six, I, six and yeah. i was like dude are you just chewing on candy when i don't know right, you know what right. i mean so uh, I went to the dentist one time and, you know, they give you a toothbrush and toothpaste yeah. and uh, the I had come back and I go, Hey hon. Um, so I talked to the dentist and it I had went the day after she went, I go, I talked to the dentist. 
he wanted me to give you this. And she's like, what? And I handed her a toothbrush and I said, it's because you don't brush your teeth. Oh and my she's gosh. like, well, honey, it was, it was a joke. It was a joke. So that's a joke in our house. Like, oh, yeah. you don't brush your teeth. So I was talking to my brother-in-law's mother. So she, I know you got to draw that line in your brain. So this is my <laughs> wife's sister's husband. And she's she's been a dental hygienist for like 20 years. Yeah. She's got all these fancy awards and all this mess. I Cleaner of the year or whatever. I just made that. That's not a real one. <laughs> dental hygienist, I apologize. Please don't ban me from dentist offices. Um, but like she would, we, we were talking about it and I was like, you know, when I grew up as a kid, like we had a lot of fluoride. I grew up in the South. We had too much fluoride in the water. So I have like little white spots in my teeth, but it's created super strong teeth. Where I don't really get cavities. Yeah. Like I said, I have one cavity in almost 40 years. So she said, oh, well, you should swap toothbrushes every once in a while with your wife mm. because your good germs will mix in with her bad germs. Yeah. That's kind of gross, but yeah. sure. You know what I mean? So every once in a while, I'll do it. Okay. But it's also gross. Yeah, this is grosser than your poop story, actually. How's that grosser than pooping in the woods? Sharing the toothbrush, like I would like to inject my saliva into yeah. the, in between your teeth so that you can no longer have cavities. Yeah, I mean, but I'm like, I'm basically saving her. You know what I mean? Like last time she went to the dentist, yeah. guess what? Zero cavities. Really? Yeah, zero Honestly, cavities. Okay, so first part of the story when you're saying like she went one time, she had six. She went another time, she had a couple here. My reaction is, your dentist is scamming you and giving her fake cavity fillings, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like hitting the nitrous oxide. He's all Dude. hooked on it. You know hey, what I mean? I've, like, had, I th I've had, there's dentists that do that, man. Like I had a dentist where every time I went, I got a cavity and I was like, I'm good at brushing my teeth. And I, yeah. I'd never had cavities before. I switched dentists and I stopped having cavities. Really? Yeah. So you're welcome for reminding you to brush your teeth. Yeah. So I also packed the world's smallest toothbrush. Yeah. So two nights before I was like, oh, I need to cut, I need to cut more weight. So I grabbed my toothbrush and I was like, I'll just trim it down. And I don't yeah. think I was really looking at the handle, but it basically was just the brush. Yeah, that's I think a lot of backpackers do. Really? Yeah. Because that was difficult. Like I'm not the gonna ultra lie. lighters, not your typical backpacker. Yeah, I'm not an ultra lighter. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, well, not yet. I don't like to brag, but I, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Miss out the modern comforts of life. The handle? The yeah. handle's amazing. It's so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves the handle. It's something to hold on to. Like, I literally right. had it like in between my teeth, like, scrubbing each one and right. i was like this is not this is a good no you yeah. no, tried. tried but yeah i appreciate you being the hallway monitor and uh kind of keeping on people yeah you know what i mean like it was it was refreshing <laughs> to see someone just take charge of the group and say right. brush your teeth uh like we're all children honestly i think most guys do not brush their teeth and you know what just because you're backpacking doesn't mean you don't do the, the chores at nighttime. So. That is true. There's yeah. a lot of gingivitis sort of floating a around there. A lot of bad breath, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was yeah. bad breath. Do you want to talk to somebody who's got food like all in their teeth? That's just, disgusting. Just caked yeah. in there. Yeah, I, like, and I bring I bring toothpicks with me every have There's right. like hard plot, and I just pick my teeth constantly. So right. I know it wasn't me, dude. Yeah, okay. Well, you came back and you brushed from then on, so kudos. Yeah, you shamed me. So <laughs> I shamed you again. Appreciate it. All right, that was my third goal for the trip, so that worked out. Speaking of toothbrushing... I think we hit on most of the things I want to talk about. All that on one trip. I think that's pretty amazing. And um, yeah, so we got, I got some toothbrush trivia for you uh -huh. coming up right after this. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. 
they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. All right, so toothbrush trivia. You kind of already answered one of the questions, but the way it works is we have three questions. You've got to answer two correctly. So two out of three to pass the trivia. All right, this one, man, this is just, yeah, this is a gimme. Number one, how do ultralight backpackers modify their toothbrush to shave weight? They just trim them down, right? Trim it down to the nub. The bristles or the handle? The handle. They just trim it all the way down. All the way down to the nub. There you go, yeah. I didn't. I I forgot you'd done that. I wouldn't throw in that question there. It cut my hand too. I there was a jagged edge on it, and it cut my hand. You cut yourself on your I, toothbrush. I cut. Yeah. So I didn't <laughs> want to admit it. I'm an adult. Um, okay. The, I went to brush the first time after the public shaming, and um, <laughs> it, there was a ridge. There was like a, a sharp ridge, and it cut my finger. Oh my and gosh. I looked at my finger, and I was like, well, I ain't gonna tell anyone about this one. No, I would have brought that up for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. embarrassing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, but you could cut yourself like because if you're shoving the whole thing in your mouth you cut your mouth too right yeah i could have cut my mouth but then i was like extra careful like i held on uh, to that little tip as as much as possible okay. just to like keep it in my gotcha. keep it controlled and you couldn't shave it down because you didn't bring your knife so no i didn't because okay. other people brought knives because right. you Lots don't need knives. to bring all that extra stuff correct carabiners okay that's right uh number two the prototype for the first mass produced toothbrush was made in i got three options for you was it made in a prison b school detention or c nigeria hmm the prototype oh the prototype i'm gonna go man this is risky yeah. nigeria nigeria is incorrect my friend it was actually made in prison isn't that crazy yeah but they make they t- they take toothbrushes and make knives out they of make them shivs out of them right so did yeah. they make a toothbrush out of a sh- <laughs> out of a shiv they were like um, oh this is sharp on the end yeah. let's put like some broom handle this pieces is up. the toothbrush is actually like a success story from prison to be honest so getting so i have like notes on this william yeah. william addis an englishman um this is like back in the 1700s he was jailed for inciting a riot and while he was in prison he developed the toothbrush um, because he was frustrated using like prisoners were using rags covered in soot and salt to clean their teeth. So he's like, there's gotta be a better Whoa, way. That's yeah. horrible. So he, so he makes it out of like animal bone and after a meal, he like asks the guards kind of borrow. I don't know if he asked to borrow or whatever. Anyway, so he, he gets the animal bone and he, he ties some bristles from, I don't know. I don't know where he got the bristles from, 
But anyway, he so he keeps his prototype, and then when he's released from jail, he then mass produces it and makes money as a toothbrush maker. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, that's a success story right like, there. Know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I mean the fact the yeah. fact that he uh, was in prison for something I've always wanted to be in prison for, inside which is inciting a riot. <laughs> like, dude, how cool is that? Like, if you are you that guy, you want to incite? Oh, a riot? dude, okay. I want to be charged with mayhem. Like, okay. that's just like like if you if you're doing a background check on someone, yeah. and they're like, hey, uh, so we pulled your background and it says yeah. mayhem. <laughs> right, like, right. I mean, you're gonna you're like, this is a cool dude. What's gonna rise you up? What's gonna make you want to like? You dude, at this, at this time of anything, <laughs> literally anything. Okay. If they ran out of apples at the grocery store, I would yeah, start a riot nowadays. Like, I want apple pie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gas is just up and down, up and down. Right. It's all about the apples now. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So are you going to riot like at, at the grocery store? Yeah, no, at a King Supers. Okay. You know what so I mean? Like, like a Kroger yeah. brand store. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. So the one out here, the ones out here, like, I feel like it'd be pretty easy to get people riled up and just okay. like start screaming like, there's no more apples. Right. And then people kind of get behind that. It's like, wear a mask, dude. Everyone's going to do it if you just start doing it. You okay. start screaming about apples. Everybody starts screaming about apples. Is that yeah. next thing you know? King Super's on fire. <laughs> and I'm in handcuffs. Being charged with mayhem okay. and inciting a riot. That's a note. I will not go to the grocery store with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you see me outside of a King Super screaming right. about apples, just keep driving. All right, last one. Uh, you got to get this one right to pass. What is the most popular toothbrush color? Um, you know, whether it's passed out by dentists to give to your wife to make fun of her or whether it's just purchased at the store. Is it A, blue, B, red, or C, yellow? I'm going to go A. A. Yeah. You know A is? Yeah, blue. Blue is correct, my friend. Dude. Yeah, most popular toothbrush color. So blue is a popular color. Yeah, it's yeah. my toothbrush is blue. Yeah, I think most toothbrushes I own have been blue. Have they? I just try to get a different color than my kids. Then my kids don't steal it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I we just started brushing my daughter's teeth and... Yeah. Like that's a thing where right. I'm like, Hey, make sure, uh, you know, especially my wife, I don't want right. that germ right. infested mouth of hers to like, you know, right. infest my child's mouth. Well, here's, okay, I don't know if you experienced this yet. It's, it's coming if you haven't is if you share a bathroom with your kids, like where they, you know, do the, the toothbrush and all that stuff, mm -hmm. your toothbrush, even if they're not using it for whatever reason, will end up on the floor frequently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the yeah, time. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. why is it on the floor? They weren't even use it. Yeah. Why is it on the floor? Why is it on the floor? Yeah, like, they, had, they had to pick it up out of the toothbrush holder and then just throw it on the floor. They had to put in work. Like right. it wasn't like, right. it wasn't like, oh, just knocked it over. Like you have to do, because they didn't knock over the holder. They knocked over the toothbrush just, just on yeah. the floor. It's just, like, and, it, and it was just mine. It was my wife's. I don't know yeah. how that worked either. And well, they they clearly they have chosen who they care about exactly I exactly mean, it's natural rob my friend this has been amazing first time on our show you just kind of yeah like i said you fit right in and yeah. you told your stories well my friend so i'm hoping that you're willing to come back on because this was excellente i mean i've been i've been invited to a lot of backpacking uh podcasts almost through none zero okay. one I was, this gonna say, one. I was gonna say name any other backpacking <laughs> um, podcast backpacking with jeff uh <laughs> it's a small podcast uh right. no i would love to come back this is okay. a lot of fun this is good all right so it sounds like okay here's my question for you then because you already mentioned you're gonna go backpacking hopefully with your kids mm -hmm. are you up for going on more just trips in general kind of the adults oh yeah 100 okay. percent. i think it's a great it's a great bonding experience and you get to like you get to talk with people that are from all walks of life like right. we had teachers you know right. there's several teachers i don't like teachers who likes teachers yeah, right no, likes um teachers. no one likes teachers. i don't respect <laughs> them they get paid too much um that's a joke again do not riot outside my house um but like we had people from we had we have a guy who does movie posters 
like for movies like that's amazing and he took he took a bunch of pictures while we were out and we're like i might be able to use this in like a poster and i'm like that's cool like for like our backpacking trip yeah he was taking pictures and i'm like could you he was like yeah there's a couple like good spots that i could use and i'm like so i I think it's super cool i like going with people i don't know because then you i feel like you build long lasting relationships that way instead of just going with dudes you kind of know already for sure for sure it's good to yeah build deeper relationships with those guys too yeah 100 percent all right. I'll keep that in mind. We'll throw some invites out at you. Um, all right. That's all I got for this episode. Thanks, everyone, for checking in. Appreciate it. If you're new to the show, if you are just you happen to be a friend of Rob's or if you're following him on Instagram or you're new to the show, please subscribe. We would be honored. And follow us on Instagram at Backpacking and Blisters Podcast. Have a good week, everybody. I want to-